Let's be honest, we're all facing unique challenges during this season that's usually in youth ministry, full of energy and excitement about the year ahead. But there's one common trend that the vast majority of ministries are facing right now. And in this episode, I'll tell you what that is and what we can learn from it. Get up, get up. Welcome to the Ministry Leader Podcast, where every week we explore ministry practices to help leaders leverage their limited time for greater impact with young people. I'm your host. My name's Brian. Here we go. Get up, get up. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about a trend we're seeing across the United States, and that is a dramatic drop in attendance, both in in-person and virtual worship experiences and youth ministries. Now, we've all probably experienced this. I'm a part of a number of Facebook groups and youth ministry networks, and everybody is talking about how are you handling the the decline and the dip in your attendance? We've had Zoom meetings, and maybe students are just Zoomed out. Maybe they don't want to be in front of their screens anymore. Now that they're back in school, maybe there's other things that are happening, and it's distracting them, right? Our churches are experiencing the same thing. So if you're not following the Barna Group on Facebook, I would encourage you to do so. They're continuing to do ongoing research through this COVID-19 pandemic and all the changes that we're experiencing, and they're doing research on the state of the church. In one of their current studies, they were trying to figure out church attendance patterns and what people are doing right now in this pandemic time. They found that 32% of active church-going Christians have reported that they've not attended in person, or streamed any sort of online church service in the last four weeks. Now, that's, you know, some people are just not attending their own church, right? So, you know, there there are Christians who are virtual church hopping, and they're streaming other churches maybe in their community, trying to get a sense of what's happening in the church down the road or the church across the street from the one that they normally attend. And and that's one thing. Some active church-going Christians are attending churches in other parts of the country, now that everything is being streamed and available online. But this number, 32%, that's one-third of active church-going Christians are not attending any of those church services since, at least in the last month. Now, if you look at that number, and that's pretty staggering, that's a third of church-going Christians, but that number rises as we talk about the millennial generation. So among millennials, active church-going millennials, there are 50% that say they've not streamed or attended a church service in the last four weeks. We saw, you know, even before COVID hit, our the, the trend in our churches and even in our youth ministries was that our attendance was going down. We're living in a post-Christian world, a post-Christian society, and church attendance doesn't seem as important to people as it once did. Uh, but that's a story and that's a topic for another podcast. We want to focus on what's happening right now with Gen Z. Because if 32% of church-going Christians are not attending church right now, of active church attending millennials are not currently attending church. That number, we can guess, likely jumps among Generation Z. Again, we've, we've heard stories from our leaders locally and leaders across the country of numbers of students that they used to engage, that they had built, they thought solid relationships with, are now no longer attending anything that 
they're doing, whether that's online or now that they're meeting in person and they're not responding when they reach out to connect with them. And it's, it's a difficult place to be. So with all the effort going into creating online worship experiences and, and youth ministries in a, in a digital space with our young people, why is it that we're seeing such a dramatic decline in engagement? Now, there's a number of things we could look at here. We could argue that it's the lack of music. For church attendance, a Sunday morning worship service or a Saturday night worship service that we're used to, a big component of that is the, the live music, the worship experience, where the community is standing and singing together, and that's powerful. So maybe, maybe that's an issue for people. But the current research is showing that only about 14% of people say that the live music, the worship experience, is the reason that they're there. So maybe we can kind of put that one aside. Maybe people have gotten used to a new Sunday morning routine. You know, you sleep in because you don't have to be at church at a certain time. You could stream it any time during the day because, you know, they'll, they'll stream it live at 9 a.m., but they'll post it at 10 a.m., the recorded service. So you can come back to it. So you sleep in, you wake up, you mow your lawn, you do some housework. But maybe we're just not creating space to come back and attend virtually that worship service. Some people attend church because of they're family members. And without that being the case right now, it's easy to say, you know what, I'm just not going to watch. I'm not going to attend virtually. And maybe saddest of all is without church attendance, people have recognized that if that's the only way that they're engaging in their faith, that their life really is not that much different without that Sunday morning service experience. And so they've kind of checked out, which doesn't bode well for the future when we get back in person in our church services. But I would venture to guess that while all of those things that I just mentioned are factors in this, that it has more to do with the lack of community and relationships that people have experienced for over the course of the last five months. I believe this to be true for our youth ministries as well. We've tried to take what we know how to do and move it to an online digital space and while it can be fun for a while, it can be entertaining for a while, it becomes noise after a time. There's so much happening online. And without the, the community and the, the honest and authentic and real relationship that can only happen in a face-to-face -face setting, it's easy to check out. Let's unpack that a little bit more. There's more that happens during, let's say, a Sunday morning worship service or a, a youth group meeting on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or, uh, you know, a Campus Life Club that happens on a Monday or a special event that you do. There's more that happens during those times than just what you've planned for. Think about it. There's the, the time of, of driving into the parking lot and, you know, kids are, are brought in, maybe they're driving, maybe their parents are dropping them off, but as they walk into the parking lot or get out of the car and walk into the building, they're seeing friends jump out of other cars and walk into the building and they're, they're saying hi and they're waving and they're smiling and they're high-fiving. And there's suddenly a connection with a community that, you know, the stuff that's going to happen that you've planned for hasn't started yet but the relationships and the community is already being experienced. And so then they walk in and maybe you're standing at the door and you're, a, you're greeting them and you're saying, you know, we're so glad you're here tonight and you're shaking hands and you're giving high fives when there wasn't COVID to worry about. And, and you're smiling and you're, you're talking and you're engaging in conversation. 
There's maybe food in the other room. So Sunday morning, there's maybe donuts or coffee. And so you walk over to, to grab a cup of coffee and you start a conversation with somebody that you didn't anticipate talking with that morning. And you're experiencing community before the programming, the worship service, the event has even started. There's conversations in the hallways as you walk to and from, as you navigate different spaces in different rooms. You're running into different people and you're having these conversations. You as a youth ministry leader are engaging in conversations with students. You're asking them how their day has been, how'd that test go, what's going on on the soccer team, how's the football team doing. You're asking questions that have nothing to do with the reason you think people are there, which is the event, the, the worship service, the, the youth group meeting. But in these spaces, on the edges, on the periphery of the event or the programming, these are the moments that relationships are forged. And relationships are what keep us engaged in nearly everything we do. So how do we create that type of community and build those types of relationships in a world that, at least currently, is not conducive to the ways that we used to do it? Let me give you three thoughts. Now, there's probably way more than just these three, but these are three things that I believe every ministry leader can do right now to help foster this type of healthy community, even in a time when we can't be together like we used to. The first thing we can do is to reach out individually. Right now, we can't rely on seeing them at our next week's youth group gathering or next Sunday morning's church service or next Wednesday night's small group Honestly, those are the times that we think, you know, we'll see students, we'll check in, we'll ask them how things are going. We don't have those times right now. So if we're not reaching out individually to the students that we know, they may not be back the next time we have a small group meeting or a youth group meeting or a Sunday morning worship service. The second thing we can do is to pay attention to the periphery. And here's what I mean by that. The periphery in this sense are those things that happen just outside the planned meeting. You know, the, the, the worship service starts at 9. What happens starting at 8.30? Who's in the parking lot waiting for them to greet them? Who's at the front door holding the door for them as they come in saying, I'm so glad to see you. We're glad you're here. Who's manning the, the donut station and the coffee station to engage in conversation? You know, if we talk about our youth ministries, what happens in those 30 minutes before your youth group meeting starts or your campus life club meeting starts or your small group meeting starts? Are you there? Are you situated? Are you ready? Are you prepared? I would suggest being there early and being prepared, as I just mentioned, allows you space and opportunity to engage in community without worrying about what time things are going to start and what you have to say first. So pay attention to the things on the periphery. Be intentional in those moments to meet new people, to ask good questions, and to learn something new about every student that you engage with during those moments. And then finally, I would encourage everyone to engage in your own community. Young people need the same thing that we all do. A group of people that they can trust are there for them. Do you have that for yourself? Maybe you're one of those individuals that, that Barna has talked about who you've been a regular church attender, but if you're honest with yourself and you look at your schedule over the last month, maybe you've not been in church, attended church, or streamed an online church service in the last month. Engage in your own community. We can't offer something that we ourselves as leaders don't have. Community is extremely valuable to the young people that we work with. 
and it's extremely valuable to all of us. After all, we're created for community. We're created for relationship. And those relationships have been difficult over the last five, six months that we've been living through. So be intentional to reach out, to engage in your own community. And what's even better than that is when your ministry team models healthy community with one another as you engage in ministry together. And on next week's episode, I'll share seven ways that you can build community with your ministry team. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to circle us all the way back to where we started. If you remember in the intro to this episode, I acknowledge the fact that there's unique challenges that we're all facing depending on where we engage in ministry, what age group we engage with, and what part of the world we're living in. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know what some of those unique challenges are that you're facing and maybe how we can work together in helping others face that challenge and find solutions to move forward and engage more young people with the gospel through healthy, authentic relationships that point them to Jesus. So there's two ways you can let us know what those challenges are and you can send them in to us. The first way to do that is to send us a 20 to 30 second audio clip letting us know who you are and where you practice ministry, what part of the world you live in, and what your unique challenge is. So you've got 20 to 30 seconds to get all that in. Let us know what that is and send that clip to training at yfcnin.org. Again, a 20 to 30 second audio clip you can send to training at yfcnin.org. If an audio clip is not your thing, find us on Facebook at the Ministry Leader Podcast and send us a message. Once again, let us know who you are, where you practice ministry, what your context looks like, and then maybe the unique challenge that you are facing right now through this time that we're living in. I would imagine that what feels unique to you is probably something that others are feeling in different pockets of the country and different pockets of the world. So we would love to to work together, not just to hear what those challenges are, but to work together towards finding solutions and ministry practices that are going to help you and help us all engage more young people with the gospel of Jesus through healthy and authentic relationships. Looking forward to hearing from you, finding out what these unique challenges are that you are facing here in the United States, and even especially our international audience that's growing every week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Ministry Leader Podcast. Get up. As we talk about community, we know that community is a big part of the college experience. And those of us who work with high school students, sophomores, juniors, and seniors primarily, we know that they're thinking about their next steps in their life and in their education. So when it comes to finding the right college, help your students explore their options by bringing them to the free Christian college fair where they'll have a chance to interact with individuals representing dozens of Christian institutions. They'll have opportunities to ask questions, get info on financial aid, and find out how enrolling at a Christian college or university is a life-changing and unique experience that can become their reality. Students here in Northeast Indiana can attend the Fort Wayne Christian College Fair at Emanuel Community Church on Tuesday, September 29th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The address is 12222 U.S. Highway 24 West on Tuesday, September 29th, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. COVID safety guidelines will be followed, so grab your mask and join us. For more information on this fair and others that may be closer to where you live, visit christiancollegefairs.com. Get up!
Get up.